In this episode of Friends Fit 40s, Laura is going to tell us all about how to keep our produce fresher longer. We're also going to talk about starting that garden, and we're going to finish up with some updates about our next run. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. All right, Laura. So we've got gas up to $4 a gallon. We got the dollar store that's now charging us $1.25. Right? I went in there the other day and I could only spend $5. It was with my school account. And and so I was like, okay, I'm going to get five things without tax. It's going to be $5. And they're like, six, seven. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, they're charging $1.25 now. Yeah, it's no longer the dollar store. Right. It's the dollar plus store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all the more reason for us to think about how to make those fruits and veggies that are so important to our healthy eating to last longer and make those groceries stretch as long as possible. Yes. I live with two teenage boys who eat constantly. And we really do enjoy our fresh fruits and vegetables. And I will say, I have been storing berries in particular in these, I think it's Rubbermaid fresh containers. And they're okay. a special system. And I bought them years ago. I mean probably seven or eight years ago. Okay. And these are the only containers I typically put the berries in. So when we get them. So you said it's a system. Define system for me. So it's not just your regular plastic Rubbermaid container, but it's like your clear container. And then it's got a little like table that it sets on with air with slots. And I guess that's for like air movement. And then the lid is not your typical Rubbermaid lid, but it's got some slots in the top, too. I think it's all about, like, airflow. Okay. We know that that's important with keeping things fresh. So I've been using these for a while. Okay. And can, can we still get them? Like, you can. They look a little different now. Um, they used to have solid green lids. Now they have, it's a white lid with a green rim around it. And I think really the best place is Amazon. Okay. To find them. They're, they're hard to find in stores. I found them in stores initially, but like I said, that was seven, or I might have even been 10 years ago. I don't Holy know. cow. I've been okay. using them a while. Okay. So what do they do? So they they keep your produce longer. Like I don't store my berries or grapes in the container. I bring them home in. Never. Okay. Never. I, I mean, it's grocery day. I love grocery shopping, though I loathe putting things away because in order to keep things fresh, which is what I want to do... I take everything out and I put them in these containers. Do you wash them first? I do not. Okay. I do not. You know, there's different articles out there. Some say rinsing things in vinegar um, or just rinsing things off. And we don't wash, though, that fruit. We don't wash the fruit until we're ready to eat it. 
Okay. So I, um, that's just something I'm a firm believer in. So follow us on Instagram. Yes. And or I'll like show our you some pictures. Facebook page, right? Friends Fit 40s. And we'll get some pictures up there this week so that Laura can kind of put those out, those containers. I don't, I've not seen these in Laura's house. And so I'm. Because they're always in the fridge. <laughs> I'm going to be following my Instagram page a little bit um, to see what Laura posts so that I can go and find these containers. We throw away way too much fresh produce. Right. And we just can't. You just can't. Do, I mean, it's, not with the it's prices. Not, not with yeah. the prices. I mean, it's never a good idea to waste anything anyway. Yeah. I'm kind of in this mode of I, I don't have anything to waste and I shouldn't be wasting. Right. Uh, so, so, okay. So these containers are great. But something that you can go down to Walmart and buy right now are mason jars. Okay. So your quart mason jars, maybe two quart if your fridge allows for that space. And then I prefer the plastic lids. So I think I initially had to buy the plastic lids at Amazon, but I think you can buy them in your local stores as well. So you can get mason jars with the metal lids and then just swap out those metal lids for plastic lids. That's right. Okay. I didn't know you could do that. Keep going. And so this is a TikTok hack, actually. I saw it, I don't know, one of these snow days and I thought, hmm, I don't know, I'll try it. Because sometimes I have more berries, especially if they've been on sale. Like last week, raspberries were a dollar container. So we bought six and we ate all six. Okay. So before they went bad. Okay. Yep. And it lasted a full week. So you bought six containers of raspberries yep. and you put them in mason jars with a plastic lid. Yep. Okay. And, and you didn't wash them first. I did not wash them. Now, TikTok recommends rinsing them first. And I was like, oh, I'm just a big believer in not rinsing them. So I did not. Okay. And I think it worked great. So you do rinse them before you eat them, right? I do rinse okay. them before I eat them. Yes, right. I do. Don't worry about that. And so it keeps them just as fresh as the containers, if maybe not a little better than my Rubbermaid containers that I've had for years. Though it is a little bit more cumbersome because my the way my fridge is designed, like the height of the jar, like the containers are short and squatty and the jars are a little bit taller. So uh, okay. fitting those gotcha. in. So I use a combination of both. And right. we rarely have berries that go bad and grapes. Like any berries, grapes, we put those in all these containers and mason jars. Um, now, if they do start to go bad, what I like to try to do is go ahead and rinse them, chop them up, freeze them, and it's like a smoothie pouch. Oh, so the yeah. next time you want smoothies, That's a great idea. you just boop, pop it in. Yeah. So you can do that with bananas too, any other kiwis, those kind of um, produce. So yeah, that's a way that I keep my berries fresh. They last a long time. Um, of course, I shop the sales to, to get, you know, which grocery store might have the berries at the best price. And of course, buying in season Oh, helps. yeah, right. So buying your citrus now, your mandarin oranges, your oranges, your sumo oranges, you know, those things are going to be cheaper now versus your berries, though I think oftentimes you can get little dabbles of, you know, dollar berries. Um, And so then you can stock up and then you can use these containers and it'll last you. Now, I mean, I have not had great luck lasting fruit over a week. Now, sometimes strawberries and blueberries, your more delicate berries, the blackberries and raspberries tend to go in that week, but I can keep them a week and we can eat them within that week because we eat them in lunch, breakfast, dinner, snacks. All the things. So, yeah. All right. So other tips for us while you're 
unloading your brain on all this fun. So I recently have read several different articles about different ways you store different types of produce. So these are some that were like aha moments to me that I didn't realize. So obviously, I when I buy avocados, I put them on the counter and keep them at room temperature. But they say... They, meaning researchers and multiple articles, once those avocados are ripe, to go ahead and stick it in the fridge to preserve the freshness instead okay. of going it bad and then you end up tossing it. And okay. avocados aren't cheap. They are not. So, Although I think that they're in season in the winter time. They are. So uh, now is the time to buy them. Yes. I do also know that you can freeze avocados. Yes. And you can. you can put them in a Ziploc freezer bag mm-hmm. and take a straw in there and kind of suck out the air. And oh, great yeah. tip. There you go. Every You've once in a while, I, I have it buried in the back of my brain. You can keep those avocados in there. And then during the summertime, when they get a little bit more expensive, pull them out and have some great fresh guacamole. Perfect. Yeah. So same with the idea with the avocados, moving it to the fridge once it's ripe. Do the same with Pineapple, kiwi, peaches, and pears. So keep them on the counter until they're ripe. And then once they're ripe, move them to the fridge and it'll last longer versus going past that ripe point where you're not wanting to eat it. And if it does that, go ahead and chop it up and freeze it. Right. Use it for something later. For your smoothie. Yeah. I almost feel like I need to make a sign and put it on the side of my fridge so that I can remember. There you go. What goes where. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a fun Canva design. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Canva. Mm -hmm. That's a good Canva project. Yep. All right. Well, you know what? Why don't we do that? Why don't we make that on Canva and we'll post it for you all. Yes. And then you can just... um, Print it out and and use it yourself. Yep. There you go. Freebies from Friends Fit 40s. Okay, Laura, it is time to start your garden. Yay! I know with all this sunshine sandwiched between the snow that we've had, I'm excited about that. I I am too. One of my favorite non-holiday days, I think I've said this before, is the day that our local grocery store puts up their greenhouse. Yeah, it's coming soon. Yeah, it is. And they have, so I've been watching them. Right. They have packaged soil on on the flats that have been out there. And they have cordoned off the part of the parking lot where they're going to put the greenhouse. And so it is coming. It's in the matter of a week, I bet you. And especially with next week being the 70s, I bet you they'll just put that right on up. Absolutely. So it is time to get your garden started. Now, you may be hesitant to plant things. And so we're here to assure you that it is not scary. Um, If you are an avid planter, we are probably not going to give you a whole bunch of new information. <laughs> you might want to go ahead and, like, yeah, we might, yeah. You just skip skip segment three. <laughs> but if you are not, if you're somebody that's like, oh my gosh, I want to plan something, but I don't even know where to get started and I don't know what this stuff means. Then we're your girls. We're your girls. Because we learned by trial and error. We put a bunch of stuff in the ground. And then it's a surprise when it comes up. Yep. And then some of it lives and some of it dies. And we can celebrate. Right. So, so what our favorite thing is to do. Yeah. So this time of year in March um, is a really good time to get your soil checked at your local extension service. And so we, I think I probably need to do this. Yeah. You d- I yeah. think this is something I should I should attempt to do. You so. can. It, 
where we live, you just contact your extension service, although extension services all over the country are okay. going to do this. Okay. And they will ask you for like a couple of just samples of your soil mm-hmm. in different places. And so you put it in a pouch, you give it to them, and then they come back and they tell you how to amend it for the different kinds of grasses that you want or if you want to use your soil in your garden or whatever it is so that you can grow the things that you want to grow. Okay. And so most, I mean, pH is a big deal with soil. You can get pH testers and readers and all of that stuff. If you get really into gardening, you can do that. But a simple soil. more than I want to do. Right? Yeah. And don't be scared. You can just plant a seed. And if it grows in that area, it's a good spot for the seed to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. All right. So uh, this time of year in March um, in the Midwest and also in a lot of uh, states that are about our band and a little bit north of us is a good time to plant hardy types of vegetables. Okay. So you can plant your lettuces right now. You can plant your broccoli. You can plant your your carrots, those kinds of things. Um, Oh, garlic. You can plant your garlic right now. Okay. And, And so you can plant those outside now. And they'll just start growing. And even oh. if it gets too cold or say, well, snowy. The frost, last frost date isn't yet. So we no. can still plant that before yeah. the last frost. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what they're hardy for. You can also start thinking about planting your hardier flowers. So like your pansies and your snapdragons and some of those types of flowers um, that are just a little bit. They, they don't mind the frost as much as the other ones do. Okay. Okay. So some plants you plant and it'll they'll just whip out. Right. But these hardier you ones, wasted your time. Yeah, these hardier ones you can plant at about this season. For those ones that wimp out, those are like your zinnias and your petunias. Anything that would get all limp on the first day it's frozen, you can plant them by seed indoors. You just have to be really careful about the light. I was going to say, where do we want to put these seedlings? Right. So we have grow. I mean, we have a grow light. We have an arrow garden in our house. And so it, it, it was like $100 and you can plant flowers and herbs and all of those kinds of things. And it tells you exactly what to do. So you don't even have to know anything to do okay. it. Like fill the water to this line, two cupfuls of fertilizer. And then it tells you when you need more fertilizer. And that's it. Like the but whole thing. Proof. Yeah, completely foolproof. Amazing. So that's one way to do it. You can buy grow lights, and they're not expensive. Um, and you can do it that way. Or you can put them in a little dome, and you can try to like pull them out and in, um, giving them as much natural light as Sunlight possible. Sunlight as possible. Okay. Yeah. These, these guys are not going to grow. They're not indoor plants, and so they're not going to grow real well inside of your house like a philodendron or houseplant would. Gotcha. And so you got to kind of be careful about that. Or you can just wait and sow them outside after your area's last frost state. In our area, it's, a, it's around the first week of May which is like you feel like you're good and ready well before then to plant the stuff outside. But those last frosts will hit you every once in a while and And then you lose everything. Yeah. So now if we, what about like the temperature of our house? Is that going to affect how things grow if we don't have a grow light? Like if we keep our house cooler, is that a bad thing? If we're starting our seeds inside, you know, with the whole temperature and whatnot are they are they going to be okay well i mean seeds tend to sprout in warmer conditions okay so maybe but, kept it in your kitchen or right upper level. I mean, yeah you don't want to keep it in the basement in a really cool place can also get like little cold frames or little oh kind of like um the back of a wagon i've seen that yeah right yeah to go over your garden yeah 
Okay. And that will extend your growing season as well. Okay. So all kinds of different fun things to think about. Um, it also is coming upon the time of year that you can plant bulbs. So you have two different kinds of bulbs. You've got your fall bulbs and your spring bulbs. Spring bulbs are going to be like your gladiolus, your dahlias, those kinds of flowers. They're the ones that you plant in the springtime and they pop up in the summer and bloom. Okay. Your fall bulbs are like your tulips, your daffodils, your crocus. Those Those early spring. Yeah. Those kinds of flowers, they need to overwinter. They need to get good and cold before they decide that they want to pop up. So we can't plant our daffodils now and hope to have them bloom for spring. No, it's not actually not a good time at all to plant your daffodils. In fact, I was at Walmart the other day and they had daffodils and tulips and I'm like, oh no, no, somebody's going to buy those and try to plant them and it's not going to be okay. Now, what you can do this time of year if you want daffodils and tulips is to go to your local flower store and Walmart is a spot that has these as well and you can buy already popped up bulbs, so bulbs that are already green oh, yeah, and ready those. to bloom. And they're pretty cheap. I mean, you can get them maybe a bulb a piece for a dollar. You can plant those. They will bloom because they've the already summer. started to sprout. Yeah, they've okay. been forced to sprout. And so they will bloom this, this early spring and then they should come back next year as well. Okay. So just, just a thought with those. So now's your time. Get your garden started. And if you're like, I've never done a garden before, what's it going to hurt? Right? right? I mean, you could get some, even just get some pots yeah, and some dirt. I used to grow my tomatoes and green peppers and jalapeno peppers just in pots alone. I didn't even have like a garden like in the ground. Yeah. And it worked great. Yeah. And for me, gardening is just delightful um, to watch and help something else that's that grows and that doesn't talk back to me (laughs) it's just it's I, I just love it so enjoy a moment of gardening try it out So you all know that we have signed up for our second half marathon. We have. We just clicked the button. And yep. Now we're going to do this again. So we are getting heavy into our training because we were counting up and figured out this week that we are 12 weeks out from our next half marathon. Which doesn't seem possible. No. Like, I don't know how that happened. I don't know where the weeks went to. But here we are. Yes. So we have already done our four-mile run. That was last week. We've got a pretty good base. Um, We're going to extend that to five. Uh, We want to be good and ready within um, the next eight to nine weeks uh, of training so that we can take a deload week and then get back to it before we get right into our half marathon. However, we're going to do it a little bit differently this time. We are. We're going to mix it up just a little bit. So we noticed before we were training for this Disney World half marathon, we were doing of good solid three days of strength training a week, along with running. Now, granted, the running was never a long run of 12 miles um, because we weren't training for that. That wasn't our plan. But we noticed how our runs felt. We also noticed how our bodies felt and just the way that we moved and had energy. And with that extra strength training days a week. So we want to try that again. 
So our plan is to do three strength training days a week, one upper, one lower, one full body, paired with shorter runs. So maybe a hill run and then two just base 25-minute runs. And then maybe two more, one kind of medium length run and then one like long run that we always have. So we're going to have about five to six workout days a week with two rest days in there, one to two rest days. Yeah. Uh, Trying to focus on that strength training piece this time, as well as nutrition. The thing that I thought was really hard for me to balance was my appetite. And the more I ran, the hungrier I got. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to work through that and figure it out, maybe adding some more protein to my diet, maybe adding a little bit more fat to my diet so Mm -hmm. I stay satiated longer. Those are a couple of things that I'm thinking about doing to kind of, now that I know I can do this half marathon thing, now I can start switching it up a little bit, figuring out how to make it even more healthy for me. Well, and I think we know that uh, how you can continue to burn calories when you have more muscle mass. And so I think we want to just kind of focus on that as that will help our overall nutrition as we're planning for this half marathon and not just doing the cardio. Yeah. So those are some of our current updates on our workout. We will certainly let you know as we go along how it's going. Uh, Another thing that we're going to do on our Friends Fit 40s Instagram, as well as our Facebook page is post those workouts that we're doing so that you can kind of see along with us what we're doing. You are more than welcome um, to try it out too. Let us know how it's going. All right, Laura, it is now time for our weekly homework. All right, you have a choice this week. Your first option is to find a way to store produce differently one of our suggestions, or maybe you want to find one of your own. And if you find one of your own that works, let us know. Yes, you can absolutely message us on our Instagram. And our other choice, Stephanie, is to plant something. Go to your local $1.25 store. Find yourself a packet of seeds. They have a ton of them there. And they they actually are, you can get several packages for that dollar twenty-five. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. It's not just one package for dollar twenty-five. Yeah. So that's a oh, way to stretch your buck too. Yep. There we go. Literally a buck. Yes. Yeah, so find yourself a packet of seeds. Now they'll have those nice peat pots there as well. I've seen them that mm-hmm. you can get there. And uh plant a seed in a peat pot or plant a seed outside and watch it grow. It's fun. <laughs> Trust us. You'll like it. <laughs> In the meantime, enjoy your week. Go, move, breathe, share kindness with others. You got this. Do you love Friends Fit 40s? Subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share the podcast with your friends. Tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work. Also, follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you.